This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Great to have you along here. Well, we have two heat warnings in effect for Toronto, one issued by Environment Canada, the other from Toronto's Medical Officer of Health. And that's because a heat wave begins tomorrow with three days of temperatures 32 Celsius or higher. And you know, when we talk weather, there's only one expert that you want to reach for the phone to call, and that's Dave Phillips. Nice to have you here with us, Dave. Oh, Jane, thank you so much. I, uh, wonderful to speak to you. Are you, um, are you surprised that we're getting a heat wave in August? No. Uh, my gosh, I remember my, uh, several years ago, uh, uh, we had, during the CNE, uh, we had one of Toronto's longest heat waves at the end of August into early September, and uh, people uh, people went out to, uh, camped out at the CNE because there there were some comforting breezes there. But uh, but no, it, it is something that, it's it's beyond the dog days of summer, no, no doubt about it. We've already had, Jane, 26 days uh, above 30, so you're not imagining it. Last year at this time, I think we had six days above uh, above 30. So it's really been the mark of this summer has been how consistently warm it's been. May, June, July, August. Sometimes you can get a month there where things cool off and, and get uh, get rain and then you're back into the warm air again. But everybody has been saying that this has been really the summer of summers. It's been maybe too much uh, uh, of a summer and uh, especially the weekends. My gosh. Talk about dry, sunny and warm. Uh, we've been really spoiled by this summer and uh, all Although I must say, there's some people are saying, hey, it's a little much, particularly this current bout. You know, Jane, this five days in a row, we haven't seen that. We've had three days, two days, and also the humidities are going to be high and the nights are going to be uh, warm. We haven't seen those nights uh, consistently above 20, and we're going to see them this week. So this one may be, if you can... uh, if you can sort of um, uh, live through this particular heat wave, well, you probably will get be able to be okay on most of them. If you'd like to talk to Dave, uh, ask a question, or maybe get in on the conversation about summer activities you've been able to enjoy more so this year than in previous years, we'd love to hear from you. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. I'm wondering, Dave Phillips, is there a difference between a heat wave in August and a heat wave in July. In other words, does the temperature stay at 32 or higher for as long during the day in August than in July? Well, July is typically the warmest month of the year. Um, August is on average, Jane, about a degree cooler. So you're going to have uh, fewer days uh, above 30. I'll tell you what the uh, the average would be. For example, in July, and this is going to seem odd because I'm going to give you a fraction, but that's because it's based on 30 years of record. We typically in July would see maybe six, six and a half days or uh, every um, every two years, maybe you would get uh, 13 days uh, uh, in two years in Julys. But in August, uh, typically it's about eight days in two oh. years. So, so it does drop down uh, to be certainly uh, two or three days, fewer days above 30 uh, in, uh, in July. This past July, we had in Toronto, 
Jane. I mean, my gosh, nearly half the days were above 30. 14 days where the temperature got above 30, and there was one day where it got up to 36, which was a record on that day. That That's pretty uh, brutal. That's, and, that's uh, hot, and of course, yeah. what we've seen up to this time, Jane, is the humidity hasn't been that high. It's been so dry. I mean, Toronto is only, uh, you know, around 40% of the annual precipitation. Um, hey, you can look outside and you can see that we have been getting no rain at all. A lot of that rain would, of course, evaporate create more humidity in the air and make it a little bit more uncomfortable. And uh, and that's why it hasn't been so oppressive up to this time. It's been warm during the day, but it's kind of cooled off at night. Now what we're seeing is a direct feed from the south, from the Caribbean, where uh, crops are growing feverishly, even if there's lack of rain there, they're giving off moisture. And that's why we're seeing the humidity is going to be a little higher uh, during this next five days than what we've seen in, in May, June, and, and, uh, and July. Right, because it makes a big difference. Today, for instance, the high is expected to reach 31, but only a 34 humidex, whereas tomorrow it will be 34 feeling into the 40s. You're right, Jane. That is so true. And that's really what characterizes our our kind of, um, of summer. I would think in many ways, maybe some of your listeners could understand it this way. Uh, so far, the heat without the humidity has been more like Arizona air, yes. where what we're seeing to, uh, certainly tomorrow and beyond, more like Florida air. So, And we know how that uh, humidity can just make it very oppressive. Because really what happens is you can't perspire as, as efficiently. And that's really what cools our body. The body's a a brilliant kind of uh, heat engine. And when we uh, perspire, uh, that moisture leaps up into the air. Well, that kind of cools. It's sort of like getting out of the shower and you towel off. Well, that heat from your body evaporates that moisture and you feel kind of a little bit of a chill. Well, when it's very moist air, then that perspiration stays on your body. It doesn't leave your body, and so therefore you can get overheated, and of course it begins to to lead to some health issues. 416-360-0740, How has your summer been so far? Questions for our senior climatologist at Environment Canada, Dave Phillips, as well. Uh, on that note, do we get used to the heat? In other words, at this point in the summer and based on all the hot days we've had, are we better at tolerating? it. Jane, that is so well put. I mean, you're absolutely right. We often find that the worst heat bout in terms of of illness, death, uh, is often the first one. You know, it's like we're, we have to learn all over again how to deal with it, how to make a mint julep, uh, where your, your fan and your, your air conditioning working, where your linens are. You know, we have to kind of, just like we learn to drive all over again in the first dusting of snow, yeah. you know the streets in Toronto can be chaos with a, with a one centimeter of snow, and yet in February when you get uh, 10 or 12, hey, no problem, do you see? So it works the same with, um, uh, with heat. And you find some of the worst killer heat waves in the world. The European one about about 13, 12 years ago, the one in Chicago, uh, even years before that, where it killed hundreds and, th- and thousands of people. It was, um, it was the first one, and it really caused problems for, uh, for people. So uh, w- the fact that we've had uh, days above 30 in May, in June, and July, and now here in August, 
we're veterans at this. We yes. know how to handle it, but we still need to look in on our neighbors, our relatives, our friends, especially the elderly people. They can become disorientated in this, this kind of weather, and, and certainly we know about pets and children in cars. So there are a lot of things that we have to always pay attention to. They're very logical. They make sense, but we often have to remind ourselves uh, to, uh, to do those things and, uh, and, uh, and, and bear up to it, but also look on, look on friends and, and buddies that you know about who might be suffering under these kind of conditions. Ida and Mississauga, thanks for joining us here on Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Are you enjoying the heat or not so much? I'm enjoying the heat so much. Oh, good. Aww. Good. So, so much. I grew up in Sudbury. Yes. And we all know that Sudbury is, oh, well, we all think Sudbury is so cold. But I recall in Sudbury as a teen, young teen in March, it was just wonderful. Ah, uh, well, you then know. Then we used to go and pick blueberries in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, right now I'm in Mississauga and have been for many years. And I face east, which means that, you know, it's, it's very, very hot. And I love it. I love Aww. it. Well, you know, the other one thing that I should tell you, and I think you think of Sudbury, not that Sudbury is a, a polluted area. It often sometimes gets a bum rap for that. But one thing that's missing this year is the pollution. You know, right. we used to talk about the Triple H's, the heat, the haze, and the humidity. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my gosh, I found that the skies this year, uh, this summer, are much cleaner than they have been. Maybe, maybe we're doing a better job with our environment, but it could also be that the weather is flowing more away from the Ohio Valley to, to Ontario. But I think that has been really a blessing about this summer. And maybe why, Ida, you, you, you feel a little better this. You, you don't mind this heat. And, well, uh, you know what? I, uh, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no. But for the last uh, several summers, I use my air probably twice a year. Mm-hmm. And that's at night. Yes. And my neighbors across the street that are facing west are just, they have their air on constantly. Oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm the only guy in the neighborhood that never has their air on. <laughs> well, well, thank I you do. for... How do you do this? How do you... Well, because I, I love the heat. Yeah, well, we're glad you're enjoying the summer, Ida. Let's get to some other callers here to Zoomer Radio. Jan and Niagara, are you enjoying your summer? No, I'm calling from a very different perspective. Okay. We're farmers here. Yes. Not only are we contending with this extreme drought, now it's the extreme heat. And I think people forget that the birds are starving. And they are literally uh, damaging at least 30% of our fruit. Oh, gosh, Janet, it's interesting. they are so thirsty and they just can't go down to the yes. river bed and and drink so i just passed another farm not long ago they have an entire large pickup truck overflowing with damaged peaches that cannot be sold oh that's wow. a shame wow well wow. yeah, so there, there are different perspectives that uh, this yes. summer i know if you're a cottage person this is grand but if you're depending on your livelihood with the fruit crop this year 
It is devastating. Oh, no, and you're absolutely it, right, Jan. That's a very good point, and and the and it's it's historic. I I looked at some numbers for Vineland this morning, and it has never been so dry in in that area. So we know the epicenter of this drought is clearly the Niagara area, and we all pay for that. I mean, my gosh, the the peaches are looking like apricots. They're sweeter, but my gosh, it really is uh, been uh, a really tough. Uh, I love your example with birds. I never thought of that, and uh, and and clearly that would be a, a, a great impact. Uh, we know the trees are suffering too. They don't look like they're pained but boy, underneath that root zone there's just like asphalt or, or cement and uh, and they, they are really suffering. And I mean, if you can afford the watering, which costs so much more to yeah. keep your garden and your grass hydrated and green, it's fine, but it's expensive now Toronto water, so a lot of people are letting their gardens go and letting their grass go yellow. Absolutely. And for the farmers, they, they might have irrigation. They just know that irrigated water is not like the real nat- natural water uh, because it can, uh, when it rains, it gets to the whole field. And it also provides some nutrients into the, uh, into the soil. But um, it's uh, both expensive, and they can't they can't always uh, get the um, um, the limits to, or at least the credits to uh, to irrigate. Well, we certainly got both perspectives there with the last two callers. Yeah. Uh, in terms of relief, uh, this this weekend we can expect some rain or a cool well, front at least. Yeah, a little cool front. I think the temperatures will cool off to be something that's more comfortable. But Jane, I look at those those three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I see like a a 30% chance. I don't even carry an umbrella for 30%. No. So it's not the kind of, and there's, and sun on every day, there's a little saying I love, a sunshiny shower never lasts an hour. <laughs> so uh, it won't even spoil your, your wedding ceremony or your family reunion picnic this weekend. But we need some weather. But uh, hey, it doesn't look like we're going to get much of it on the weekend. Well, what you folks at Environment Canada do very well is track the forecast into the next season. So what can we expect uh, for the remainder of this summer and into the fall. Well, it looks like it's going to be um, war- normal to warmer than normal temperatures. We're beyond the dog days of summer, so we may not see as many days above 30, but I don't think we've seen the end of it. We've seen them in September, too. Um, precipitation-wise, always tougher to get that right. I'm not sure what farmers need now. Maybe they do need rain, but if they get into the harvest, they don't want to be be uh, uh, sort of um, in, in the fields under in muck. So right. uh, it is, um, but hey, um, I, one thing I'm pretty sure of, Jane, that our winter is going to be tougher than it was last winter. Not, it may not be, be really, it may still be above normal, but we had no winter last year. With La Nina coming, we'll be, and I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, in, the, in, the, in the weeks ahead. Yes, it's hard to believe when we're enjoying or enduring <laughs> weather like this that it gets cold again, doesn't it? It's just, it's hard to believe, and that's the beauty of being Canadian, I guess. Well, Jane, you're right, and I always think the definition of a Canadian is one who worries about winter before summer's even over. <laughs> that's right. It wouldn't have been a a conversation about the weather if I hadn't asked you that. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Phillips. Okay, Jane. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Environment Canada Senior Climatologist Dave Phillips. Always a treat to speak with him. Thanks for tuning in to Fight Back with Libby Snymer, Jane Brown here today and tomorrow. Libby returns on Thursday. Big thank you to my intrepid backup producer, Michelle Saunders. She was on the phone all morning. Economists everywhere are vacationing. She knows firsthand. Also to Tim Spreen for technical production. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.